Hello. Hello. This is the Two C's Podcast. I'm Casey. And this is Chrissy. And welcome to our podcast. <laughs> we have new listeners from the Colony, Texas. And I need to do more research because the Colony, like... It kind of sounds like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry if that offends any of you out there in Texas. I hope it doesn't. Um, Miami, Florida. Nova Scotia, Canada. Um, Halton, Maine. Um, Don't okay. forget the good one. This one I'm going to totally botch. <laughs> Kubowska, Pomereska, Poland. I don't know. It sounded better that time when you said it than the first time. It doesn't matter because it's not the way that it's pronounced. Oh, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> That's how it's pronounced in English. That's how it's pronounced by Casey. And if I did it again, it would sound different. Probably true. <laughs> so we've been quite busy. Work again. Um, Always work. Sorry we didn't... Uh, Record last week. I think we need to do every two weeks. Every two weeks? Yes. Because I, at least until it slows down at work. Because I can't. Okay. So I feel like right now, to be honest, <laughs> it's going to be every, two, every weeks. two weeks. Yes. Well, at least you're being honest. Well, I'm always honest, so. <laughs> and then that way you guys won't be like, What? I don't think anybody's the five gonna people, be like that. Anyways. The five people that listen continuously. We love you all. We understand. Um but we're, yeah. We're not for everyone and that's okay. Yes. Um But if we are for you, we appreciate you. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we love you, but we don't I, I love don't know you. you so. I don't know you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> awkward. Just kidding. It was a little bit. Um. So this week, we are going with the same theme and doing uh, people who have disappeared and are still missing. Yeah, but we're doing it, like, so in January, we'll do two people from January. Yes. In February, we'll do two people in February. Yeah. Are we going to do that for the rest of the year or the rest of the time that we're doing it or? I don't know. We'll okay. see. Whatever. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, my, my person this week, her name is Kayleen Marie Oling. Wouldn't it suck if I was like, oh shit, I did the same person. No, I checked it before we even, <laughs> <laughs> I checked it before we started recording. Um, but my sources this week are from the Charlie Project and um, a Reddit article. And it it wasn't the article itself. Um, there was a YouTube video. And I believe the, the user's name was Naughty Nikki 777 Naughty Nikki? Yep, what I thought. Yes. That is amazing. <laughs> um, but I believe she did... I believe that's who the YouTube video was from. Um, and she actually does YouTube videos where she tells you about missing person cases. Oh, okay. So, like, the lady that does your makeup that does them on, you, not YouTube, Facebook? Yes. I really like her. Yeah. 
So I didn't necessarily get any more new information. She just kind of confirmed um, what I had read off of the Charlie Project. Okay. Um, so Kayleen was last seen at a friend's home in Etna, Pennsylvania, uh, late in the evening of January 9th, 2020. She left to meet up with her boyfriend, Michael DiMano, and was supposed to return, but was never seen by her family and friends again. Uh, at 1.36 on January 10th, 1.36 a.m., excuse me, on January 10th, Kayleen texted her mom to confirm that she would be, that she would see her at 9.30 a.m. Uh, because Kayleen was going to babysit her siblings while her mother was at work. But Kayleen never arrived and she was never heard from again supposedly um the boyfriend uh i had found maybe another reddit article i can't remember if i actually posted or if i actually say where it came from but they had um oh no it's the podcast they have um exchanges from him and her like text mex text message messages. yes um, exchanges from him and her that he says that he's heard from her and that she's fine and whatever. Um, Did they check to see where her phone was pinged? Yeah, so I don't know exactly what. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to that podcast. I was going to listen to it um, next week at work. Okay. So I don't know exactly. So if there's any more information within the podcast... Um, and I get through it next week or... You had two weeks. I did have two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I did have two weeks. Um, so around the same time that Kayleen had texted her mom, she had also posted on Facebook account saying that Man Mano had committed a robbery. And Mano is the boyfriend? Mano is the boyfriend. Okay. Within an hour, her account was deactivated. And since her disappearance, all calls have been been gone straight to voicemail. And her EBT card, which is electronic benefit transfer, um, food stamps, right? EBT? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, it um, can be food stamps or... Um, like bills and stuff? Well, that's called something else, but it's on your EBT card. Okay. So... What whatever she used that card for, it's never been used again. So okay. whether it was food stamps or um, to pay bills or whatever, or whatever. Um, yeah, it's not been used. So Mano is considered the prime suspect according to Charlie Project. Um, in her disappearance, uh, he has stated that Kayleen is alive and he has been in touch with her and knows her whereabouts. But he refuses to say where she is or otherwise cooperate with law enforcement. Then you're full of shit. I'm sorry. Well. No. I can understand, like, if she left because there was a problem with the family or whatever and him not telling the family where she is. But if the police come up to you and ask you and you know where she is and you know that you're the prime suspect of her disappearance, you would tell them. Because they're not going to force her if she's over the age of 18. Yes. They're not going to force her to go back if she doesn't want to go back. Yeah, no, for sure. I, like, I totally agree. And even if you don't tell them where she's at, you you have some way of getting a hold of her. 
So you would make it so they could talk to her. Yeah, so if you're a missing person and, like, you don't, you don't want to be found by your family. I get it. Right. I totally get it. Um, it would be awesome, though, if you could let someone know that you're okay. It depends no, on no, 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 like, mean... like police or like, I, and I guess in some cases they are the reason why you've left. Right. I just wish that there was somewhere like moderately that you could go and like a moderate person that doesn't have any stakes in anything and just that you could say you're okay. Like, I just wish that was a thing because... Of all the other people that are out there that are missing and something's bad has happened to them. Yeah. But and not saying that you aren't missing because something bad did not happen to you. I'm just saying that, like, they're not living anymore. Right. Um, I just wish that we could differentiate the two. Like, there was some kind of, like, something that you could... Like Go a, somewhere to state that you were, or prove that you yes. are alive so people will know yes. that you actually are, but it can't actually be, like, somebody can't actually find you yes. if you don't want to Because be I get, I get wanting to, like, start over or wanting to do, um, you know, just not, your family is toxic or yeah. your past relationships are toxic and you want to get away from people i get it i just wish that we knew who was really really missing and who well i guess you're both missing but who's missing and not alive anymore i guess is what i'm trying to get at yeah which makes sense i i get what you mean but um, so after her disappearance, Mano sent explicit pictures to Kayleen's father and 17-year-old sister. No. Um, that's caca. Like, that, it, yeah. Like, you're, you're not a good person if you do that. I'm sorry. Like, it, keep that shit to yourself. Um, so as a result, he was charged with corruption of minors, and Mano, um, according to the the Charlie Project, um, has an extensive record, and I'm not sure what that entails. Who knows? So, no charges have been filed for Kayleen's disappearance, but she is considered to be in danger, and foul play is a possibility. Her case remains unsolved. Uh, she's been missing since January 10th, 2020. Uh, from Etna, Pennsylvania, she's female, white, a uh, date of birth was eight six ninety nine. So at the time of her disappearance, she was twenty, and um, now two years later, she would be twenty two. Uh, her height and weight is she's about five one to five three, a hundred and ten pounds. She was last seen in a black hooded sweatshirt and a camo with camo print pants. She does have a medical condition. Uh, she was believed to be two to three months pregnant at the time of her disappearance, and she is in need of daily meds for unspecified reasons, but she left her meds behind. So, um, she had brown hair and brown eyes, and at the time that she disappeared, she wore glasses with brown frames. 
if you know anything, please contact Allegheny County Police Department at 412-473-1200. They do have a Facebook page. Uh, it's Missing Persons, Kayleen Oling, 2020. And I believe that I saw on one of the, the flyers that they have posted that there's a $25,000 reward. Um, and like I said, the podcast, the Unfound podcast on episode 234, Kaling Oling, Praying On, um, there's lots of pictures of text messages from her um, boyfriend at the time and her. And then supposedly after she was abused. Yeah. And just a just a bunch of different pictures of different stuff like like Facebook posts and that kind of thing. Um but like I said I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Um but yes, if you know please if you know anything, any little thing, please contact Allegheny County Police Department again at 412-473-1200. And that is the disappearance of Kayleen Oling. That's sad. Yeah. Um, it's a little early to take a break, so I'm just going to go for a while. All right. Okay, so I did mine on the disappearance of Bethany Ann Decker. Um, my sources this week, or these last two weeks, <laughs> is wikipedia.com. The Charlie Project and WTOP News. There was a person that wrote the article for the news, but I didn't write it down. So sorry, sir. But are you sure it's a man? Yes, there was okay. a picture of him. Oh, I forgot to write it down though. But at least it's the name of where it came from. So <laughs> that's good enough, right? Uh, so Bethany Ann. Decker is from Fredericksburg, Virginia, or originally from Fredericksburg, Virginia. I can't speak. She attended George Mason University um, in Fairfax after she graduated high school. She majored in global and economic change while she was also working a full-time job. Now, I did that, and that's a permanent that's awesome that she did that. Yep. Um, while she was attending GMU, so GMU is short for George Mason University, just in case somebody didn't know. Just in case I needed to know. Yes. Uh, Bethany became pregnant by Emil Decker, who was an Army National Guardsman. Um, Bethany and Emil were married in 2009, and their son was born about six months later. Emil was deployed to Afghanistan with his unit for, well, he would be gone for months at a time. Um, and that was for um, most of their marriage. So Bethany would often leave their son with um, his parents in Columbia, Maryland, while she was attending classes and working because she didn't, since he was gone, she didn't really have anyone around her that could watch her kid. Yeah, While makes she sense. was in classes and stuff. So she would have him stay with them a lot while she did that. Uh, while working at Centerville, a Centerville Italian restaurant, um, the first one I looked at didn't have the name of the restaurant, but I think they said it later on. 
somewhere else. Let's just say Olive Garden. It wasn't Olive Garden. Because <laughs> I'm not sure if they have an Olive Garden over there. But it was not Olive Garden. It was a That's weird too bad. name. That's too bad. I've never even heard of heard of it. But anyways. So, um. So, she was working at an Italian restaurant. Um, she met a man named Ronald Rolden. And then Ronald is a Bolivian immigrant. And shortly after the two of them met, they began having an affair. Uh, at the time of her disappearance, Bethany was 21 years old and Ronald was around 30. I'm not sure how old her husband was. Because it didn't say. But I would assume that he was probably closer to her age. Which makes sense. Didn't they? Well, maybe not. Because I thought I maybe... think they met. He was already in the National Guard. Oh, I thought maybe they were like high school sweethearts. Uh, no, it just said while she was attending GMU, she became pregnant by him. It didn't really say like where they met or anything. So I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, being alone for that long has well, got to be yes, hard. and you're a single parent, yeah. and you can't even really have your kid with you because you're yeah, like that would suck. That would be a hard situation. It would be very hard. Um. So, anyways, uh, by the end of 2010, so they had only been married for about a year. Um, Bethany and Emil were fighting all the time. And it was putting a huge strain on their marriage. And I don't believe that he knew at the time that she was having an affair either. Um, so Bethany decided that she was going to separate from her husband since he was never there anyways. And then she moved into her own apartment in Ashburn, Virginia. So not long after she got her own place, Ronald moved in with her. And according to her family, she quickly learned that he was very abusive, possessive, and controlling. Um, several times a day, he would demand that she would take a picture of herself um, with whoever she was with. So he knew, right? I am so not this person. <laughs> well, we can't say that because we've never been in this situation. Um, I have been in a situation. I know. You have. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not like he wasn't violent or whatever. No, but he could have been. Yes. But I also got out before it got to that point. Yes. But, but it's not I also people... was raised that way, too. So. Yeah. Anyways. But yes, no, it really irritates me when whatever. But I don't. I was raised differently. So it whatever. Anyways. Um. So, Bethany's parents, so she had told her parents what was going on. Well, like, like she was from honest. From the beginning, yes. Um, and her parents and her were um, formulating a plan to get her out of the relationship. Good. Um, but by the end of that year, she was pregnant with his kid. Well, that means something, but it doesn't mean that you have to stay. No, that's more of a reason to get the hell out. Yes. So, in January of 2021, or 2021, January 2011, I skipped like 10 years. Sorry. Uh, Emil came back from his deployment, and he was on a month-long month leave. 
So towards the end of um, his leave, he and Bethany went on a vacation to Hawaii for a week. Um, so I think it was like they went to Hawaii for a week and then he had one more week of leave, I believe. Didn't really say, but that's what it kind of sounded like. Um, so they returned from Hawaii on January 28th and ended up spending the night at his parents' house in Maryland. And his parents did not know that they were separated. They okay. thought that they were still together. together. Yes. Okay. Um, so Emil saw Bethany the next morning before she left to head back to her apart her apartment in Ashburn. Um, it doesn't say like if they had talked about getting back together or not or anything like that. It just said that he saw her the next morning before she left. So I don't know. And he's never said, as far as I know, to the police that they had worked out their problems or anything. So I don't know. Okay. Okay. So Ronald told the police uh, when he was being questioned after she had been reported missing that he did see her at the apartment later that afternoon, the afternoon that she left from her parent, her, um, her in-laws. Uh, but that no one other than him had seen or heard from, no, 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 that's not true. One other person did hear from her. She did call her employer to confirm her work schedule for the upcoming week. And then other than that, nobody other than um, Emil in the morning and um, Ronald in the afternoon and then her co-worker that she talked to about her schedule were the last three people that talked to her that day. Okay. So nobody else has heard or seen from her other than those three people that she talked to that day. Okay. Okay. So on February 2nd, Emil's leave ended. And then he had to ship out and return back to Afghan Afghanistan. Okay? Okay. So he had, or they had mutual friends that came out to the airport and they noticed that Bethany was not there to say goodbye. And even though that they had been having problems, she still went every time that he left to ship back to um, wherever he was stationed. It sounds like it was Afghanistan the whole time. Um, but she was there even though they were having problems. But this time she was not there. But they thought it was just because um, they had s separated and um, they were another, no longer living together or whatever. So they just assumed it was because they were planning on getting divorced. Uh, Bethany's family and friends all say that she did her best to keep in contact with them. But with everything that was going on with her life with school and um, a full-time job. She was in her last um, semester at college. They got used to not hearing from her for like up to a week and then she would call them and tell them what was going on or whatever but it wasn't very... It, it was pretty normal for her to go a couple days to a week not for somebody not to hear from her. So uh once it had gone two weeks and nobody had heard from her, her friends called um, Bethany's mom and said, hey, we haven't talked to Bethany at all, but we've been receiving these really weird Facebook messages from her, but it doesn't sound like her. So I'm pretty sure that somebody is pretending to be her. Yeah. Um, we've tried calling her. We've texted her. 
Um, we don't get any response from her cell phone at all. The only thing that we get, like, we'll text her or call her, and then we'll get a response on Facebook. Weird. Yeah, but, like. Her phone's her, no, not. Not that it's not. It is working. It's just that when the messages are answered, they're not coming from their phone. They're coming from Facebook. Okay. Okay. So, on February 19th, um, she, her mom waited, I guess, a couple more weeks. Um, and she still hadn't heard from her doctor, her doctor, her daughter. Um, she contacted her numerous times on the phone. She text messaged her. She never got a response at all the whole time that she was trying to contact her daughter. So no, nothing from Facebook either. I don't know if she has a Facebook account, but she never got any, anything back from the phone or whatever from her daughter. So then Kim asked her parents, because they lived closer to their granddaughter, um, if they would drive by to see if she was there. Do, like, a welfare check. Um, not so much a welfare check, but just to see if her car was there. Got and it. whatever, and if it was, then to go up and check and see. So they, they had driven by the week before, and her car was there, but they didn't stop. And it was in really good condition, like there was nothing wrong with it. Um, and it was parked normally. So this time when they drove by on the 19th, the car was parked really weird. Um, it was at an unusual angle. One of the tires was flat and it had like, it was noticeably dusty, which was not the condition it was in when they drove by the week before. Got it. So they did go up to the apartment at that time. They knocked on the door, but no one answered. So the grandparents then called the sheriff's office and reported her missing. So. Investigators found that she had not used her bank accounts or her cell phone since the last day that she was seen, nor had she reported to work or intended, attended any of her classes. They initially focused on Emil and Ronald since they um, had like a love triangle or whatever, and they were pretty much the only ones that had a motive if anything had happened to her. They're the ones that it made sense that they would, one of them would be involved. Yes. <clears throat> so, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back. Alright. And we're back. We're back. Uh, so, continuing on. So, with the help of um, the Armin, Ar- I can't speak, the Army's Criminal Investigation Command, which is CID. That just sounds dumb. <laughs> well, it definitely doesn't sound legit. I don't know. I don't know. So, anyways, uh, they were able to uh, reach a meal in Afghanistan. Um, he was in a very remote place, uh, so but they were able to talk to him on the phone, and they questioned him a little bit. Uh, and then after that, they needed to be able to talk to him face to face because they had more questions for him. So, um, they set up to have him returned to the U.S. Um, so they could interview him further. So, Emil cooperated with the, with law enforcement from the beginning and volunteered to take polygraph. It does not say if he passed or failed, but I'm assuming that he passed. Well, it doesn't really matter anyways, because polygraphs aren't 
admissible admissible in court so and sometimes false positives false negatives true 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 uh so ronald the boyfriend had moved out of the apartment shortly after bethany's disappearance since the lease had expired he moved in with his mother in centerville which i believe is the town where she was working yeah at the italian restaurant uh ronald told law enforcement that he just assumed that she had gone back to live with her family once she just never showed back up but investigators became more interested in him when they learned that he had a prior criminal record including an arrest for identity theft and other convictions for public intoxication and destruction of property after a 2006 incident where he smashed a woman's car window he also gave inconsistent answers to questions when he saw her car parked outside the apartment and then he changed his story i don't know how many times it was a lot so in march police searched a field near the apartment complex they also obtained a search warrant for um ronald's current current residence which was his mother's house yes um they were specifically looking for anything that could um lead them to finding her her body or proving that he was involved with her disappearance um among the items seized for forensic examination were several cell phones a laptop computer and some documents it doesn't say what document uh, but the police were unable to find any evidence from the search that would have helped them locate Bethany. After the search was conducted, Ronald stopped cooperating with the police, which I'm not saying that he is not guilty, but that would be the smart thing to do. He has been described by law enforcement as a person of interest. Emil later obtained a divorce from his missing wife. And has also said he will no longer be talking to investigators unless his lawyer is present. So he's not saying that he won't talk to police. He's just saying he won't talk to them unless his lawyer is with him. Which is a smart thing to do. Yes. No record has ever been found suggesting that Bethany Decker has ever given birth since she has disappeared because she was pregnant. Right. Um, I believe she was about five or six months pregnant. Uh, The... Loudoun County Sheriff's Office did um, distribute pictures of what she would look like near the end of her pregnancy, just in case anyone saw her. Yeah. Um, they've stated, we feel we have probably interviewed folks in this investigation already that most likely have information that we would like to have and have been reluctant to hand that information over yet, said Sheriff Steve Simpson. Um, which he told to the local newspaper. So we're hopeful that as days go by, that they'll realize that if they have information, no matter how insignificant they think it is, they will give it to us. About a year later, Ronald Rowland made his only public statements on the case through his attorney. My client remains hopeful, hopeful and prays daily that Bethany will come home. 
His lawyer also said that he had and is cooperating with investigators. He has complete confidence they are working hard on the case to bring Bethany home. In late 2012, the Investigation Discovery Channel series disappeared, visited the area to produce a segment on the case. Producers interviewed Bethany's friends, family, newspaper reporters who had covered the story of her disappearance, and law, law enforcement. One of the journalists interviewed speculated that the show was interested in the case because Bethany was pregnant at the time of her disappearance and involved in a love triangle. So there are a couple of ways that this could go. The episode aired at the end of November 2012. I think I watched that, but I don't remember. Anyways, on the third anniversary of Bethany's disappearance, Bethany's mother, Kim, challenged Ralph Ronald to take a polygraph. I would like to hear what happened, she told Washington area news radio station WTOP. I'd like him to join the polygraph list like the rest of us did. If you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to worry about, which is not true. In response, his lawyer stated that Ronald had answered all questions he was ever asked during the original investigation and was innocent of any crime that may have been committed that may have been committed against Bethany. Ronald did remain in Northern Virginia for several years after Bethany's disappearance. In 2014, he began another relationship with a woman named Vicki Willoughby, which is an awesome last name, might I add. They met in a Manassas restaurant. Sure. Manassas restaurant. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what a Manassas restaurant is. Maybe Manassas is a city. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she said that after meeting Ronald, um, they started dating, and they started dating. He grew very controlling, and that she attempted to flee the relationship by moving to Pinehurst, North Carolina, a few months later. But of course... Roland, Ronald, I keep trying to call him Roland. Ronald <laughs> followed her after he found out where she went. Um, he then became very violent. During an argument in November, Vicky pulled out a handgun that she had hidden in her living room to protect herself just in case. Uh, she was about, oh, she was about, she was able to shoot Ronald twice. Although he continued to struggle and eventually gained control of the gun himself. Shooting Vicky three times, once in the head. Both had both of them survived, but Vicky ended up losing one of her eyes from the gunshot wound to her head. Uh, she was not charged. Investigators believed that she had been acting in self-defense, so Ronald was charged with assault with a deadly weapon, assault on a female, and discharging a firearm in an occupied dwelling. After being released from the hospital, he was taken to Moore County Jail, and held on one million bail. Detectives from Loudoun County visited Ronald in jail to ask if he was now interested in speaking with them about Bethany's disappearance again. Of course, he refused and told them to talk to his attorney. In April 2015, he was also charged with attempted murder um, to Vicki. His attorney said he intended to plead not guilty to the charges. Shortly after the new charges were filed against Ronald, 
Vicky appeared on an episode of Dr. Phil that was about Bethany Decker's disappearance. And she stated that Ronald had once told her, or had told her during the fight where she shot him and it he escalated. shot her. Um, that he could make people disappear. He had already done it before. In May 2016, after some of the evidence in the case had been suppressed, Ronald then decided to accept a plea bargain from prosecutors. Sorry, I didn't want her to dig. He pled guilty to two (laughs) felony assault charges and was sentenced to six to eight years in prison. Uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement planned to begin deportation proceedings against him once... He was released from uh, prison. But on November 9th, 2020, the Loudoun County um, Sheriff's Office obtained a warrant for Ronald Rowland's arrest for the abduction of Bethany Decker. There are also new details of the case against Ronald revealed in the filed charging documents. He was extradited to Loudoun Loudoun County after he served his um or was finished serving his um sentence yeah at a North Carolina prison for shooting his former girlfriend Vicky Willoughby uh Ronald appeared by video from the county jail before um the Loudoun County District Court Judge Thomas Gallahue I believe is how you pronounce his last name um, Gallahue stated the charges of abduction is a felony with a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. Uh, Bethany's name was never mentioned during the court hearing, but a newly filed probable cause statement by Loudoun County Sheriff Office Detective Sheriff's Office Detective Mark Bush described Rold Ronald. I'm just going to call him Ronald. As telling conflicting stories about what happened to Miss Decker and providing insight into when investigators believe that she did disappear. So, according to Detective Bush, phone call rec- or phone records from January 29, 2011, show Bethany did call her employee at 2:08 p.m. and asked to work an evening shift instead of. I don't know if she was asking for an extra shift or if she was changing shifts. I'm not sure. So here's the name of the restaurant. So a co-worker at Caribaz, Caribaz Italian Grill in Centerville remembers that she had talked to Bethany. So she told investigators that it was actually Bethany that she talked to. Um, investigators said that the phone call was... Um, Bethany's last since no other calls or texts originated from her phone and no cell tower location information was ever recovered. So I don't know if that means that her phone was shut off right after she made the call or yeah, I would say that the phone was probably shut off right after she made the call. Um, Ronald told investigators that Bethany left their apartment on orchid grass terrace that afternoon while he was in the kitchen. The accused was allegedly unaware of Miss Decker's destination or her time of return. The accused was also unable to provide a description of the clothes worn by Miss Decker when she left the apartment. 
Bethany Decker never arrived at work. ATM records show that Ronald made a withdrawal from his bank at 4.26 p.m. He told investigators he returned to the apartment after getting a text from the mother of his two children from a previous relationship. Um, he also told investigators that the text was just a reminder that he was watching the kids later that evening. Um, Detective Bush also said that he sent, that Ronald had told him that he sent two messages to um, Bethany's cell phone, one at 4.01 p.m. and the second at 4.31 p.m. He was calling to tell her he and the children would be at their apartment. Uh, phone tower information shows that he was in Sterling area at the time of the text. Based on the timeline, it is unclear whether Bethany received or read the text since her phone was last used at 2.08 p.m. And would, I'm assuming was turned off. In a separate interview with the mother of his children, she told the police that she dropped her children off with Ronald at approximately 4.30 p.m. He told her that he wasn't sure if or when Bethany would be coming back. When she returned to pick up her children a few days later, Ronald told Bethany or Ronald told her that Bethany um, never came back. Um, and she informed Ronald that Bethany's car was right outside in the parking lot. So where did she go? Right. <laughs> and if she did leave, what happened between her getting back yeah. and getting out of the car mm -hmm. and coming up? Um, the police, this is the police officer. Um, the accused could not offer any reasonable answer as to why Miss Decker's vehicle remained in the lot, but she was not there. <coughs> Excuse me. Investigators are also hopeful that a new look into suspicious activities on Decker's Facebook account in the days before she went miss was reported missing would provide help in solving the case. The newly filed charging document also shows how investigators believe someone was impersonating Miss Decker on her Facebook account. Records obtained from Facebook through a search warrant showed that Bethany and Ronald's individual Facebook accounts were both accessed from the same IP address beginning on February 16, 2011. Over the next few days, the same IP addresses were consistently accessing both accounts, according to the evidence Detective Bush gathered. Mr. Rolden is suspected of having impersonated Mrs. Decker to prevent family and friends from discovering her disappearance. So it was... It was his computer. Well, or the from computer. That compu from that apartment. Yes. Uh, three days later, on February 19th, 2011, Decker's family realized she was missing and then filed the missing persons report. I don't know why I put that in there twice. Um, Just to reiterate it. So, in this article, it said that while they were um, searching his mother's his mother's house after he moved in with her, yes, they found um, her car key and a key fob. In his mother's apartment. Or in his mother's house. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bethany Decker's remains have never been found. And investigators have never released if they recovered any forensic evidence that could prove that she was murdered or not. 
So at this time, it is unclear whether Loudoun County Commonwealth Attorney will ask a grand, grand jury to indict Ronald on additional charges, including a nobody murder count. So he has not gone to trial yet. They haven't set a trial date yet. I'm pretty sure it's because of COVID. Probably. Um, but like whenever that case goes or whatever, we'll update. I just want to know, like, what was his reaction? Oh, she just, like, she consistently said, and so did his ex, that, or the woman after her, that he was controlling, abusive, whatnot. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't give a shit that she was pregnant with his child and she I guess just not. disappeared? I guess not. That's weird. That's weird. Well, what's weird is, if you think that she just left and moved in with her family, if you're a controlling person, you would never let her take your kid. And not do something to try to find her. It's just weird. Well. Like, I'm well. Pre- I'm pretty sure that. I'm pretty sure. I know what happened, but. Allegedly. No. I didn't say what happened. I'm just saying that I'm pretty sure I know what happened. I'm pretty sure we all do. Well, I'm not saying. Except Ronald. He doesn't. He doesn't know anything. No, because she went back to her parents. She just left. Yeah, she went back to her parents. Um, The other one was lying too. What? The other one who? The one that he shot her. Um, Remember, he was going to plead guilty. I'm but then so... He ended, or plead not guilty, but then ended up pleading guilty because they lowered the charges. I am so happy she brought a gun to that fight, but we aim for the head. That's scary. Well, we just watched the new Scream, and they reiterate it in every Scream movie that you aim for the head because they always come back to life. You always aim for the head. (laughs) I don't know if I could. I mean, in that situation, yes, but I don't know. I couldn't just randomly shoot someone. No, but like if my sure. life is threatened or my family's, oh, absolute. Well, I mean, I can't say that because I don't know. I've never been in that situation. Yes, but I'm pretty sure that I would have no problem. I would hope. So, what have you watched lately? Uh, we watched Scream. We did. We watched Scream. We watched all four Screams and then the fifth one. Yes. Uh, we watched the last episode of Dexter. We did. It was so good. It was. Um, we, I have started Cardinal and I am on the fourth season yet. I don't want to finish it because that's who I am and I want to keep it just right there yet. I want to finish it. I also, excuse me. I also restarted Cardinal because I didn't realize that there was more than one season, (laughs) but now I don't remember. Any of the first season, so I'm rewatching that. You're rewatching the first season? Yeah. But I've been watching YouTube videos, let's be honest. Well, I mean, at least you can be. I've been watching um, Golden Girls. There's nothing wrong with that either. Nope. And I turned 2020 on just to watch it so I could take a nap. And I got so invested in it that I <laughs> that I just sat there and watched it. About the Murdoch fi- the Murdoch family. 
the one where the son and the mom got shot and then the dad got shot um like weeks later yes and it is a shit storm that family is and then you totally found out fudged. how far have you gotten no well okay so i started a podcast about it um her last name's matney i can't Wait, remember didn't i tell you about this I told you about it, didn't I? Well, I remember when it was going on, and I was I asked, like, what the hell I is feel this? Like I was like, oh my god, now the the dad got shot like yes. ten years later. No, 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 no. Well, no, it or was a like year months. later. No, 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 it was a year later. Okay. It wasn't ten years. It was a year, but it was almost like a year to the day, like twenty twenty, and then twenty twenty one, something he like was that. A lawyer, wasn't he? Yes, yes. And then, so you, do you have you found out what happened yet? I have found out that there are a lot of dead people and a lot of, like, drugs involved and a lot of fraud. No, no, and no. Have you stole... found out who who shot him yet? Uh, yes. Because I watched the 2020 special on it and the old guy was like, yeah, he asked me to kill him. Okay. I, yeah, I and I was you. like, what the fuck? Yeah. So he killed his own wife and son, well, supposedly, allegedly. I don't... I, they didn't say anything about that. They said that they were going to start looking into it. Yes, because they're pr- they're pretty sure that well, he... He said he did a lot of bad stuff while oh. he was on opiates. Oh, he did a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, screwing those two kids over... I'm sorry, you guys, you really need to, like, watch the 2020 episode. Or find, like... I. God, I think it's that like, was like the, the Murdoch most screwed up shit ever. Yeah, that family like there's a lot I of stories. A, well, before you found out that he hired somebody to that, because this was in the news like not that long ago. No, I want to say because I remember hearing about his wife and um his son, wasn't it? Yes, yes, being killed, and I was like, oh my god, that's horrible. Like, because everybody thought it was um like from some case that he was trying or something no they thought well they might have thought that but also the son had been involved in a boating accident where a girl had died see i didn't know any of that oh god All it's I like was it's from the shit story i don't like mm-hmm. i don't know everything that happened i just know like what i heard from yeah. right after they first were murdered and then also like i heard that he um had been shot like had somebody i thought had he died no, no, no. I knew he wasn't dead. Yeah. But I heard that he, well, he was in critical condition, I think, when I came over. Yeah, it was a flesh something. wound. And I was like, oh my God, Casey, they shot him. They <laughs> shot him in the head. It was a flesh wound. Yeah. But then, but then like, not even a week later, like you found out that he actually hired someone. Yeah. And, and, and that guy was supposed to kill him. Well, so the guy says, supposedly, that... He tried to hand him the gun, and the guy was like, no, I don't want it. And they kind of fought over, no, you're going to take the gun. No, I don't want the gun. And it went off, supposedly. I don't know. I don't know either. He said that he hired the guy to kill him. Yes. Yes. So, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, he killed his own family. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Um, But it's so... It's said Murdoch, but it's spelled M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H. And there is, I can't remember her first name, and I want to say it's Mary Matney, but I could be totally wrong. But um, she has been, like, investigating all of this shit since, 
the boat accident. But there's a kid who was hit and ran, like was in a hit and run or not in a hit and run, but was like found dead in the middle of like the road. What the hell? And the two sons were um, allegedly involved in it. Like that was the rumor going around town. I have no idea what happened to this poor kid. But um, like the coroner was like, this was a hit and run, but there was no evidence of a hit and run. Like there's nothing left with the car or whatever like it i don't know so i just feel really bad for i believe his name was steve smith but his family is on the 2020 episode and um their housekeeper who allegedly died um in a fall accident at their house and they totally <laughs> screwed like um her two sons out of a bunch of money like we're talking millions they're like oh yeah you know we'll give you we'll do this we'll settle out of court everything will be fine we'll get you a lot of money kids never saw any of it that doesn't surprise me no so um this they're gonna find a lot of shit on this guy that's crazy a lot of shit but yes that so that's i was gonna take a nap today and then <laughs> i was like oh shit i was just listening to a podcast about this and i wish it would have gone a little bit further but i am only on episode three of the podcast so yeah i'll get to hear more about it oh, um, excuse me but yeah so that was yeah no that's a shit storm right there that's that's some family secrets right um but yeah, so uh, Betty White's birthday is tomorrow, tomorrow. so uh, Monday, January 17th, and we are going to take part in the Betty White Challenge, where you donate to a rescue. Um, I donated, but it wasn't to a rescue. Um, well, I don't figured have to. she would be just as happy with this as well. So I donated to Give Kids the World, and it's a place in Florida. Did you write that it was from Betty White? I didn't. I actually did it in Isaac's name. Oh, well, that's even better. Yes. Um, but I, I think I might donate to a rescue as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm. I thought it was so cool because on on Facebook, um, it came up that um the Clackamas County Dog Services yeah posted that they got a bunch of dog food in Betty White's name. Nice. And I just thought that was so awesome. Nice. So But um the place in Florida, they um like any kids that have like terminal like any kind of terminal um disease or whatever whatever, uh they have a place where they house them for uh I think it's a week at a time. And it's they do a year's worth of holidays. Oh, fun. Yes, and it's free. The parents don't have to pay for it. Everything is paid for. Um, their food, their lodging, everything. All of the activities are paid for. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and they had a really hard time last year because of COVID. COVID. They couldn't be open and they couldn't have people there. Aww. So they didn't really fundraise either. So they lost a bunch of money. So I thought that would be a really good um, one to donate. So I donated to them. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought it was a good idea. I don't know who I'm picking I for know. mine. But I do like the Asher house, yeah. which is, oh my gosh, I'm going to botch it again. The Family Life Dog Shelter 
something and we're over by where we used to live. Oh, the place where Angie and them got their dog? Yeah, got both of their dogs. New, New life. life family something? Yeah, something like that. It's a okay. really long name. I will... I don't I, <laughs> I'll let you guys know who I donated to. But I think Betty we White's should game. every year, um, not what we've made so far because we haven't made enough, but I think like off of our podcast, we should donate it at the end of the year. Yeah. Or whatever. Or use it to go stay at scary places too. Yeah. Which we still much, have to figure out. Yeah. Depending on how much we make or whatever. Yeah. But we are still looking into um, a scary, spooky place to stay for the weekend. I really wish the Queen Anne would open back up so you could stay on it, but I don't think it's going to. I think it's closed permanently. Don't say that. Well, don't I say things like is. that. This year. This is the year. This is the year. We're going to get rid of Omicron. We're going to get rid of Omicron? <laughs> I don't think we're going to get rid of it, but... I don't know, but... There is a shortage everywhere of everything and everyone. So please be kind to whomever you come in contact with. Right? And if you don't want to be vaccinated, that's fine. But you also don't need to put people down that do get vaccinated. Like, I'm sick and tired of hearing both sides going at each other. Yeah. Just be safe and be kind. And keep your family safe. Right? And we will talk to you guys again in two weeks. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. In two weeks, will that be February or will that still be January? I don't even know what the fucking date is. I think if we, if we, um. Oh, and we booked all our shit for Vegas too, pretty much. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. Very exciting. It'll be February. Yeah. I figure unless we record on the thirtieth. Well, if we record on the thirty first, it's still, it's it's still gonna be January. So we'll okay, have another so January, January. Di- disappearance. Good. All right. Till then. Bye. Bye.